Good morning and welcome to Our Morning Take. My name is Frank Johnson. My name is Abraham Lawrence. And I'm Tim Goetz. And our goal here is to describe for you the movie that is going on in our head when we read the Bible. One last time in the year 2023, it is December the 29th, and it's episode number? 250. We finished season one with episode 250. The next time you hear our podcast, we'll be in the new year, season number two, episode number one, which will happen on New Year's Day. I hope you will spend your New Year's with us. Uh, the podcast is only a few minutes long. It's a great way to start each day. It's a great way to just focus on something in God's Word. Uh, that's really what we try to do and just kind of give you our take on it and and kind of the movie that's in our head and the way we see things. It's not always necessarily even the truth. It's just the way we see it. And it's really been an incredible journey, just learning so many things along the way as you study and you revisit certain stories that you've read a million times and you just pick out little things that at this stage in, in your life, God really opened your eyes to it. And it's, it's great. I really love it. One of the things that we do in school is we study a, a particular genre called history. And the reason we study history is because it tends to repeat itself. So we study about the, where we've been, and it usually gives you a pretty good indication where you're going. And I think the Bible does that for us, too. Oh, it absolutely does. And also with history, like Abraham will talk about things that he's learned, and then I'll go back to that same period and tell him something else that happened that he never even thought about. And it's the same thing with God's Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we're reading in Matthew chapter 2, and I just want to give you just a little bit more of this story before we actually wrap up for the day and for the week and for the year. Uh, we're just about all done. But one more little key part, uh, Matthew two sixteen. 16, uh, after Joseph and Mary have departed for e Egypt and, and Jesus is safe in Egypt, uh, Herod, in verse 16, says that he saw that he had been tricked by the Magi. They never did come back. And those little suckers. Uh, you know, Bethlehem, I don't know if you know this, but Bethlehem is only a, a, about an hour, maybe hour and a half from Jerusalem. That's all. I mean, it's literally I'm surprised there. he didn't send anybody to follow him. Yeah. Follow the Magi. Seriously, because, uh, I mean, they're just going down. Saul there. would have definitely done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the cool thing is when we get into that David and Saul story, uh, Saul would send for David. Well, literally, you could send a messenger down there. He'd be down there in about an hour, hour and a half. He'd be in Bethlehem. He could find David on the hill and get him back in about an hour and a half. So literally, like, from lunch to dinner, uh, David could already be there, and he'd have his lyre all tightened up, and he'd yep. be playing songs for, for Saul. And then when he was done, he would literally go back home and spend the night at, in Bethlehem. So uh, that's how close they are to Jerusalem. And yet, I don't know how long Herod waits, but obviously a few days he thought, yeah. sure, you know, well, a couple of days, they'll be down there, they'll be back. He really thought they were coming back. Yeah, they're down there freshening up, having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, they're gone, and he just becomes enraged. Yeah. He sends and he, sl he slays all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all the vicinity from two years old and under, according to the time, which he had determined through the Magi. And then what he had spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. This was what was spoken from Jeremiah the prophet. Now, Abe, I know you know this. Where was Rachel buried? Mm. It even says it in Genesis chapter 50 when he tells him to 
burying where I buried Leah. And we talked about, well, where's Rachel buried? Well, they give her this fancy name in Genesis, but it's changed to? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Bethlehem. Yeah, but the other name was like... Um, yeah, the other name is weird, yeah. I don't like Machpelah yeah. or something like that. Well, that's that. where the actual gravesite is yeah. for Leah. But yeah, it was a weird name, but it was changed to Bethlehem. So Rachel is buried right here where he's slaying all the children. And Jeremiah chapter 31 says, A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, mm. and she refused to be comforted because they were no more. Now, there's so much symbolism if you're Jewish. you got to understand sometimes Scripture is written for people that have this Jewish understanding that we don't get in English. But can I paint you a little bit of a picture? So Rachel dies while giving birth to Benjamin, weeping, what Jeremiah says. And then what's going on in Jeremiah when he writes this, they're in Babylon, they're in captivity, and the Babylonians are slaying the children of Israel, which are Rachel's children. And there's that. And now there's this where Herod is down there slaying the children of Bethlehem, which is where Rachel is buried, slaying her children once again. It's just such beautiful metaphors that the Word of God uses to, like, describe a scene. And we talk about the movie going on in our head. This is right here in front of us in Scripture. I'll tell you what's interesting is that in King James Version, it's calling uh, Jeremiah, Jeremy, the prophet. Yeah, and, you know, we've talked about this before, too, because what this is is uh, Matthew was Hebrew, and, uh, you know, he was a Jew, and he wrote, uh, when he wrote the names, he used their Hebrew name. Uh, Jeremiah is actually a Greek name for Jeremiah. Isaiah, when he says Isaiah, he says Isaiah, because Isaiah is actually the Hebrew name, and the Greeks have transposed it to Isaiah. And I believe he did that for, uh, well, a couple of other people. Like when he gives the genealogy, uh, he's using Hebrew names usually. And then Luke he gives it to you in the Greek version. And so sometimes it sounds like they're not even talking about the same guy, but they are because it's just one's Hebrew and, and one's Greek. Makes sense, though, right? Yes, it does. Yeah. And when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Go, get up, and take the child and his mother and go into the land of Israel. Now, everybody thinks that Jesus was born at 0 A.D. Because B.C., we all know B.C. stands for? Christ. There you go. Tim's got it. Before he, Christ. Yep. And A.D., that's a little harder for us to remember. Oh, man, that's a tough one. It's Latin. And the two words are Anno Domini, which means in the year of our Lord. Anno Domini, which means that that's after Jesus was born. We have one little problem with that, though. This Herod that slew all these kids died in 4 B.C. Mm. So he died four years before Christ was born, which means that he had to slay the kids before 4 B.C., which means that Jesus was probably born somewhere around 6 B.C., maybe, 7 B.C. He's supposed to be about two years old when he went down there to kill him. Are you getting the picture now? Yeah. Jesus wasn't born at 0 A.D. And so people that say that at 33 A.D., Jesus was crucified, hmm, well, maybe. But do you know what I've always said about that? Now, this is just me. Now, this is nobody else because I know a lot of my theologian brothers and sisters are all going to get ticked off over this. They think Jesus was 30 years old when he started his ministry. But I don't read anything in Scripture that says he was 30 years old when he started his ministry. 
he was a young man. 30 was a general rule that they used before they did anything important like that, and that he was in ministry three and a half years. But follow with me a second. If he was born in 7 B.C. and he was crucified in 33 A.D., how many years is that? Abe. It's 40. It's 40. Wow. Don't you think that that's really more of a significance to God? 40 years. 40 years is that thing that God uses a lot. 40 years the children of Israel wandered around before they, you know, got their act together. I believe it's very possible Christ was on the earth 40 years. It fulfilled exactly everything that the Bible is. The Bible has a lot of cool things in symmetry and numbers. So if that's the case, I mean, I could be wrong, but if that's the case, Jesus really did die in 33 A.D., then he was, more, he was way closer to 40 than he was 33 mm. because he had to be born around 6 B.C. or so. Anybody ever tell you that? No. But you see that it's kind of like the children coming out between Jacob's legs, right? (laughs) (laughs) It can't happen. They're 17-year-olds. I mean, probably not crawling out between the legs. I should hope not. (laughs) I hope not either. Man, I hope you guys have had a great time this year. We have had a great time uh, entertaining you as much as we can and informing you about the movie that is going on in our head. Yes, this has been quite an experience, let me tell you. Sometimes it's a nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes a beautiful dream. Yes. We'll see you all next year. Happy New Year. New Year. New You. New Podcast.